Welcome to the Menlo Midweek Podcast, where we are getting some extra time with the speaker from last Sunday's message to go a little deeper, get some extra thoughts about the message, and get a behind-the-scenes look at their teaching process. We're your hosts, Mark and Jess. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Menlo Midweek. Well, welcome everybody to week two of our Menlo Midweek podcast. Super excited. Today we have Mary who preached on Sunday. Hopefully you got a chance to listen to that. If not, you can go back and do that or just keep listening here and then do it later, whatever you want. (laughs) Um, We're just going to take a deep dive into her sermon and ask a couple questions. Um, So Mary, thanks for being with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. We're also here with Mark, too. Hey, Mark. Say hi, Mark. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Mary, thanks so much. I mean, you, you just gave an awesome sermon. We're so grateful that you are with us today. Thanks. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, it so if you fun. could just start by just giving us kind of a summary of your sermon. Uh, well, I got to talk about the story of the woman at the well, mm-hmm. which is an awesome story of a woman who is alone at a well and meets Jesus, and Jesus just messes up her perception <laughs> of who he he should be. He's mm-hmm. a Jewish rabbi, but um, who wouldn't normally be asking her for anything, especially for a drink. They didn't share water vessels with Samaritans, mm-hmm. which is what she was. Um, and uh, he he shouldn't even be talking to her as a rabbi, uh, as a respectable man. But he just keeps shaking up her perceptions and allowing her to reveal more and more of herself. And eventually it is revealed that she has um, things to be ashamed of, mm. that she has. I won't I won't do any spoilers in case people <laughs> haven't heard the sermon. No, people <laughs> need to listen to it. Yeah. 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 And and, you know, you can, of course, read all about it in our Lent devotional book. But um, and hopefully you did last. And week. the Bible. You can and the Bible. There. It's in the Bible, too. <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah. The Bible copied us, huh, Jess? Yeah. It's crazy. OK. <laughs> um, but this woman reveals this brokenness. And in revealing this brokenness, Jesus connects with her in this really profound way and gives her a taste of of grace. Mm -hmm. And this grace overwhelms this shame that she'd expressed um, and and reconnects her to the community. At the end of the story, she's able to go and tell people, you know, we find her alone. And at the end of the story, we find her starting revival Mm -hmm. among her friends of the Samaritans. And so we just, uh, I talk about, um, I use the story of my dad's own, my dad's story, his testimony. Mm. I use that to connect um, the story of the woman and how Jesus met my dad in a profound way and led him on this journey of grace and used my dad also to reach his community uh, and how grace is infectious um, and it pours out to others, this living water grace. Mm. And the, the opposite is drawing from that old well, you know, that that well of the shoulds and shouldn'ts and, and the laws and the ideals. And that well, that well can breed shame that actually can perpetuate shame among people around us and uh, divides us from Jesus and each other. So uh, when we're drawing from the living water, uh, we're, really, we're really having a taste of grace, a drink mm-hmm. with Jesus and each other that unites us. So that's, that's the gist of it. Well, Mary, I just heard you say a ton of thoughts, and it seems like there's so much richness in this passage. As you were preparing for this, like, I'm sure you had to leave some stuff out or you couldn't include some things. Uh, what were some of that, those ideas or thoughts? Well, uh, yeah, definitely. I had to cut, <laughs> cut, cut. Sure. Um, the sermon originally was about 47 minutes long, so, so it did really? have to take some okay. cuts. 
Um, I love this story because Jesus references worship and yeah. uh, the things that divided uh, that divided this woman were these ideas of how she worships on a different mountain. Um, she has a different scripture, really. You know, Samaritans drew from uh, different texts. Uh, she didn't really, she, she was divided in so many ways. And Jesus mm. says, hey, the truth is coming through the Messiah, and I'm the Messiah, and you're going to be able to worship in spirit and in truth. No longer will people worship on different mountains. Mm. And wow. I think that concept, it just reminds me that grace draws us into worship. And worship is the essential component of the Christian life, where uh, grace just overwhelms us to this gratitude. And, and that expresses itself in worship. And then really evangelism, telling other people about Jesus, is just inviting them into worship. Mm. Worship unites us. Mm. It gets rid of all these little divisions and, uh, and you know, arguments we might have or, or things that we think separate us. Mm -hmm. It unites us and it causes us to bring other people into it. That was a big one. Yeah. yeah. That's like yeah. just so relevant for today even. I mean, there's so many things that divide us mm. and... In the end, we should all be worshiping on the same mountain, and we're worshiping the same God. And yeah, yeah that's so powerful. And when when you say worship, when I when I hear that, I immediately think of singing and mm -hmm. like smoke and lights and like exactly. a stage. Smoke and lights. Exactly. <laughs> I don't what know. I mean. Is yeah. that is that what you mean, or are there the different mist, kinds the of mist worship? Is really important. Yeah. Yeah. Bells and the incense. Sure. <laughs> yes. No. Uh, worship expressed um, through the throughout the New Testament, and uh, and and actually later one of. Jesus' apostles, Paul, he talks a lot about uh, being being worship, being living a life of worship. Mm. You know, <laughs> uh, making sure our lives are an expression of worship to God. And and I talk a little bit about that in my takeaways uh, when we're drawing, when we're um, when we're drawing a what did I say? How do I phrase it? When we're withdrawing, pulling away, whatever Jesus says, he goes to a quiet place mm. and prays. Mm. Um, and in that time, we are reminded of who we're worshiping, who we're living our lives for. And then the rest of our day can be an expression of that worship. I think this woman going off and telling people who she's found is an expression of worship because she's wow. elevating Jesus uh, to, to where he's supposed to be. Mm. He's great and he forgives and he draws people in. And uh, so everything we do can be an expression of worship. When we check in with our hearts and we, we make sure we're aligned with the grace of Jesus, when we're drawing from that living water and not that old well water. Mm. That's so good. So it's more, what I'm hearing, it's more of a posture or a lifestyle of worship versus yeah. singing worship songs. Right, right. That's so good. Yeah. So what were some things as you were preparing this message that maybe you wrestled with or you struggled with or you felt convicted by? Well, I uh, would say this idea of grace. It's mm. tough. I think it's tough mm. for a lot of us. Uh, I actually reference the things that keep me from being in unlikely places where Jesus goes. And the story goes to Samaria. It's not a likely place to find a Jewish rabbi. Um, and that's where he's offering the living water. And we need to follow him to these places across borders. Uh, but for me, uh, I avoid conflict. I avoid it with other people, but I also avoid it within. I'd rather, mm. oh. uh, I'd rather do my best to just kind of avoid the things I'm bad at, avoid the things I'm ashamed of, mm. avoid the things I'm struggling with, do my best in the things I'm good at, 
be around the friends that I know agree with me mm. <laughs> and just not be in that uncomfortable place where I have to reveal the dirty parts, God. Yeah. And yet if I do that, I'll never really get a taste of grace. Like, this woman was able to drink the living water because Jesus, uh, he, he revealed, he allowed her to reveal herself layer by layer mm. till she really revealed the deepest things about her that caused her to be ashamed, to be separate. And until I can do that, sit in my own thoughts, you know, be with Jesus at the well and reveal, uh, reveal the things I'm ashamed of or the things that I, uh, that are separating me, I might not have that taste of grace. So I've been wrestling with that, that this week, just being in that quiet place myself and listening to God and letting him uh, be with me. Mm. That's especially convicting to me because I feel like I understand grace as like the conceptual, like, okay, God will give you grace, but it's more so the more, the more of myself that I bring to God, the more graces mm. can penetrate deeper. Yeah. And that's that just so, so difficult. True. That's so yeah. difficult and so true. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. <laughs> well, Mary, you said that your sermon was originally 47 minutes. <laughs> If it was 47 minutes, what would you have included? Oh, boy. Well, definitely the elements about worship. Mm -hmm. I think I had a couple more stories. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I really love this image of the well. And I don't know if, uh, you know, some of you are in life groups. Some people listening are in life groups and are mm -hmm. watching the little life group videos. And in the life group video for this particular passage, uh, Mastiphon brought up the fact that the great love stories of the Old Testament happen at wells. And I mm, love that. Yeah, I love that image yeah. uh, because, because they're at Jacob's well and Rebecca and Isaac, Jacob's parents in the Old Testament in Genesis, they have this beautiful love story at a well. Mm. They meet at a well and get married. And this would have been something both Jews and Samaritans knew about. They both recognize their father, Abraham. And, uh, and so when Jesus meets this woman at a well, it isn't. It isn't romantic. She'd had five husbands. You know, she had, was not with anybody at the time. But Jesus is this image of him is as a bridegroom to the church, as um, and God's people are often expressed as kind of unfaithful, an unfaithful wife. Mm. <laughs> and this is an image that recurs throughout the the scripture. And yet Jesus is faithful. He's faithful mm. no matter how broken we are, no matter how wayward we are. Jesus is faithful and he wants to be with us. And I think there was, there was some imagery there. I think that mm -hmm. that idea that Jesus is extending grace to this woman who's never, it sounds like she's never had a, a nice love story, uh, at a well where, um, where, you know, you would, you would think of the perfect love story if you're from that tradition. You remember the Isaac and Rebecca story, and this is Jacob's well in that tradition. And so I think that image alone just has so much to unpack. It's beautiful. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's funny that you bring that up because I, I just remembered I was listening to a podcast just this last week about this exact story, the woman at wow. the well. And they brought that up too of how many times people have like met at a well. And mm. one of them said like it's, it's almost like the um, – the like bumble or hinge of the day back <laughs> then, the dating as the Old Testament dating oh, yeah. where you meet. I know. So we just need more wells around here. <laughs> it's called a Menlo well. I yeah. It. It's so good. Yeah. So um, yeah. Any other last minute, just thoughts that you, you want to share that maybe didn't make it in again or yeah. just um, 
a way for people to really, um, yeah, just, just drive this home or, yeah. Yeah. You know, I just, I think, uh, it's my, my, my word that comes to mind is just gratitude. Yeah. When we have had a taste of grace, uh, when I take the time to withdraw the, mm-hmm. the word I was thinking of with Jesus, to pull away and, and be with Jesus, that taste of grace uh, really produces overwhelming gratitude. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that really compels me to want others to join me in that gratitude. And it doesn't it doesn't, it, it, all the divisions, all the things that are on my mind, the things that cause me to hold other people at arm's length or hold God at arm's length uh, become very minute. And I want people in worship with me. And, uh, and that's where I just hope we can all be mm-hmm. one day. That's the final thought. Yeah. So good. Well, Mary, thanks so much for being with us. Yes. Thank you for your time and really appreciate how thoughtfully yeah, you. you've approached this and just your insights about grace and division. And I'm hoping that as our listeners are listening to this, they would be encouraged to go throughout the week and maybe have conversations with people about this Mm, or dive deeper in with life groups or maybe try to do some of our reflections in our devotional book that we have. Mm -hmm. But Mary, again, thank you so much for your time. Thank you guys. This is fun. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Our hope here is that this really just helps you connect deeper to our Around the Table series. We have an awesome devotional for you to help you draw near to Jesus through scripture, prayer, and conversation with others. And we really want to encourage you to check that out. We have hard copies available at all of our campuses, or you can download the PDF at menlo.church/lent. There's also some fun family activities as well as recipes and other ways that you connect with each other. And Jess and I here at the online church would love to connect with you this week. If you need prayer or encouragement, just text us. Text our online team at 650-600-0402. Or if you can't get one of the physical copies of our booklets, if you're out of the area, we'd love to mail you one. So reach out if you'd like one. Again, thanks so much for tuning in. And this was Menlo Midweek.